Hello, and welcome to the sermons of Our Savior Lutheran Church in Fort Capel, Saskatchewan. My name is Pastor Joshua Kirtenbach. Today is the fifth Sunday in Lent, also known as Judica. Our gospel comes from the Holy Gospel according to St. John, the eighth chapter. Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me. For I came from God, and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. The Jews answered him, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, If anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died, and the prophets died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I did not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and you have seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. This is the word of the Lord. Our sermon was recorded previously at our divine service. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Throughout the Old Testament, God is clear that he is the only God, that there is no other gods beside him, and that there are not even any like him. In Isaiah 45, we see this very clearly, as this prophecy was given to Isaiah so that in the future years, when Cyrus of Persia was born, he might read them and learn that from the Lord that he alone is God, there are none besides him, and the Persian gods were idols and not real. <clears throat> Thus he says, I am the Lord, and there is no other. Besides me, there is no God. I equip you, though you do not know me, that people may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. And continuing, I am the Lord, and there is no other. I did not speak in secret in a land of darkness. I did not say to the offspring of Jacob, Seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak the truth. I declare what is right. And so we see that the Lord God, who is the only God, also only speaks the truth and does not lie. He speaks the truth and what is right. And not only is he the only God who does not lie, but he alone is able to save, saying, There is no other God besides me, a righteous God and a Savior. There is none beside me. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no other. By myself I have sworn from my mouth 
A word has gone out in righteousness, a word that shall not return. To me every knee shall bow, and every tongue swear allegiance. Only in the Lord it shall be said of me, our righteousness and strength. To him shall come and be ashamed all who are incensed against him. In the Lord all the offspring of Israel shall be justified and shall glory. This was well known among the people of Israel, for this prophecy is what convinced Cyrus, by the work of the Holy Spirit through that word, to send the Jewish people back to their homeland from captivity in Babylon and to rebuild their temple. And it is with the descendants of these people who were to keep this word close to them that our Lord Jesus Christ, himself descended from these people, was debating in the temple courts. The people had said to him, We have one father, even God. And our Lord replies, If God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God, and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. In this he begins a sermon in which he tells those present both his origin and his mission. These verses from Isaiah with which I started are important because we see how God always speaks the truth, that he is always consistent with himself throughout eternity. He does not change, he has not changed, and he will not change. We must see here how our Lord Jesus Christ, in accordance with all of those things, still testifies to his divinity. For he said, I came from God and I am here. This speaks of his divine origin. Yes, he is a man with flesh and bone and body and soul and blood, descended from Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Judah, but he is not merely a man. When he says, I came from God and he sent me, he speaks of his origin before creation. For all of us come into being when we are conceived. There the Lord creates us body and soul. But Jesus, by his words, says that he existed before his conception. And he says not only that he existed before his conception, as if he were some spiritual creature like an angel, but he says that he comes from God himself. Since God is without parts, meaning that he cannot be broken down into anything that is less than God, if Jesus says he comes from God, then he must be God. But there is only one God, and there is no other. Jesus also refers to God as his Father, yet there is still only one God, even as there has ever been. Jesus is not something different than God, but he's also at the same time not the Father. They are each, with the Holy Spirit, fully God. Yet not three gods, but one. He is the Son of God, eternally begotten of the same substance of the Father. When the Jews listening asked him if he made himself to be greater than Abraham, Jesus eventually replied, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Jesus is truly the Son of God incarnate, using one of the names of God from the Old Testament, the Son of God who has taken on human flesh. And this was always prophesied, even in Isaiah 45, which speaks of his coming and both of his heavenly and his divine natures, when it says, 
his heavenly and his earthly natures, when it says, Shower, O heavens, from above, and let the clouds rain down righteousness. Let the earth open, that salvation and righteousness may bear fruit. Yes, the Son of God became incarnate for a specific purpose, for a specific mission, that our Lord says here when he says, He sent me. The Jews which Jesus was speaking with claimed to be children of God because of their birth, because they were descended from Abraham, according to the flesh. But our Lord is quick to correct them. They're not children of God because they do not love him. And he is from, and he is from God from eternity. If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and I am here. Only those who are children of the Father can love Christ. All others are children of the devil. You are of your father the devil, our Lord says, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he has nothing to do with truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. When our Lord says that their father is the devil, he does not mean to say that they are creations of the devil. Of course not. They are creations of God. All people, all things are created by God. But whom he was debating are children of the devil because their will was to do their father's desires, because they could not stand in the truth which Jesus spoke, but rather rejected the truth for a lie. So are all persons who are born of the flesh in the natural manner. They are all by fallen nature, tainted with sin, having a corrupt will that desires to do the will of the devil, that prefers the pretense of lies rather than the truth of God. Those who are not children of God are children of the devil. There is no way around it. The will is bent towards following the desires of Satan, who was a murderer above all murderers, because he introduced sin and death into creation through his deceit of Eve. There is no way around it. All are either children of God or children of the devil. And so too, we were children of the devil before the Lord graciously called us by his gospel through the work of the Holy Spirit in the word. And note, brothers and sisters in Christ, who have been baptized into the most holy and precious name of God, that any desire of our flesh which is opposed to God and his law and his ways is to be put to death in us, because it does not come from God, but from the old man, the flesh, which, like unregenerate mankind, desires to follow the devil's desires. But know, brothers and sisters, that our Lord Jesus Christ came from God, and he was sent to make children of God, to bring eternal life to those whom the devil was murdering, to free those who were in the devil's captivity, to make righteous those who are unrighteous, to make children of God out of those who are children of the devil. This he has won by his precious death and grants to all who believe in him. And so even here, when he is accused by his opponents with such foul blasphemies, he does not open his mouth, but like a sheep before its shearers, he is silent. When they revile him, he does not revile back, but speaks the truth and commits his cause to God. Facing such terrible accusations, 
He could have displayed his glory like he did on the mountain of transfiguration. He could have supernaturally stopped their mouths, but he does not. He says, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say, he is our God. Jesus says of the Father, he is the judge. He commits his case to God. He is the one who will judge him and will vindicate him. Which of you convicts me of sin? He says, and none could. He was sinless in his nature and in every act and word and thought. Eventually, he would submit to even greater reviling, persecution, slander, and blasphemies, not only at the hands of his own people, but also at the hands of the Romans. He would submit himself even to death, death for the sins of those putting him to death, for the sins of these Jews that were blaspheming him, for the sins of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all his sons, for the sins of you and I and all humanity. The devil, by his lies, brought death, being a murderer from the beginning. But our Lord Jesus Christ brought life by his death. He spoke nothing but the truth, for he was God, and God alone speaks only the truth and declares what is right. He is the only Savior, who won salvation by his death. In him is righteousness, while dying for the unrighteous, that we might be righteous by faith. In him is strength, as he dies in weakness on the cross, so that in our weaknesses God's strength may be revealed. In him all the offspring of the true spiritual Israel of faith shall be justified. And the Father did indeed vindicate his Son. He was found to be without sin. Through his offering of his own blood, he entered into the holy places to secure for us an eternal redemption. He was raised again on the third day so that we may know that the Father has made this judgment. By Jesus' resurrection, we see that he is vindicated and that the words that he has spoken are indeed truth and reliable. That this promise given by the solemn oath Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death, are not only for some, but are for all who receive these words by faith. Even those who were mocking him and blaspheming him, even for you and I, whose flesh still desires the things of the devil. I speak of the flesh only desiring these things because the Lord Jesus, by his promises, has made us and all who believe to be children of God. For those who believe in him were born again, that is, regenerated, by water and the word and holy baptism, are given a new heart and a new spirit. We are new creations, not born again as children of the devil, but as children of God. Yet we still struggle with that sinful flesh until the day that we die. But the Lord gives us a new heart and a new spirit so that we may believe him since he tells the truth so that we may love him because he comes from God. Being made God's children and having received a new heart, we thus have new desires that have been granted by the Holy Spirit. Not desires which seek after the devil's desires, but good and holy desires which desire the things that our Lord God wills, that we keep his word so that we may never see death, that we believe in him whom he has sent, that we love him. This we can only do because the Holy Spirit dwells within us and has created in us a new and better nature. 
Yes, as long as we live until Christ comes again, we will still have our old nature, and we will daily struggle against it, and sometimes we will fall to its temptations. But our Lord would have us know, by the Holy Spirit working in us in the new nature, that through repentance and faith we remain in his word, that we may be forgiven and not die. Whoever is of God hears the words of God. Thanks be to God that he has, by the offering of his Son, and through the gift of the Holy Spirit, brought faith to us that we may be made children of God, and thus hear those saving words and keep them, treasuring them and remaining in them, because of what he has done for us by the work of the Holy Spirit, until he comes again and raises us and all the dead, that we may enter into his kingdom with everlasting life, and serve him in righteousness, innocence, and blessedness forever. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.